Stephanie Youngren, owner of OMH Agency, and welcome to Breakaway Agent. In a world full of real estate pros struggling to get ahead, there are a few who emerge and become wildly successful. If you are, are or are working to become one of these breakaway agents, then this show is for you. Thank you so much for listening. And even if you just get one thing out of this episode that helps your business grow, well, that's a huge win. Hopefully you'll get a few nuggets to help your business move forward. Today, I'm really excited to welcome Igor Nastaskin, realtor at Remax Estate Properties in Redondo Beach, California. Igor was born in Kiev, Ukraine. He came to the United States in 1975, became a CPA and got his MBA, spent 20 years in corporate America in various finance, accounting, and IT-related positions. He now dominates a specific geographic area in Torrance known as the Hollywood Riviera. And he has been a number one agent there for the past 13 out of the 16 years, last 16 years. He also has been the number one agent in sales volume for 2015 through 2018 out of his Malaga Cove office of approximately 100 agents. Did I say Malaga right? Is that Malaga. 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 Well, thank you so much for being here. So you could, number one, help me pronounce it, but I'm really excited to talk to you today. Wonderful. So thank you for being here. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Awesome. Well, Igor, why don't we just start out? Why don't you tell us about yourself, um, what you do, and kind of what you know has your your um, journey to get here? Well, I had a very interesting journey. I mean, I think you already uh, expanded it a little bit. I'm I'm an immigrant, so I wasn't born in this country, and uh, it wasn't. Uh, I didn't have a simple life. You know, when I came here. Uh, it was in a very difficult time, 1975. Uh, I originally lived in Chicago. Then I moved, I lost both of my parents when I was fairly young. I was only mm-hmm. 19 years old when both of my parents passed away. So there was a lot of adjustments that I had to do. And mm-hmm. part of my journey prior to that and during that is what prepared me to eventually what I became. And that is basically overcoming challenges. So while a lot of people are concerned about little things. What I've learned is uh, you never want to get stuck in minutia. You want to focus on the big picture. And when you deal with challenges, you just push forward. Um, I've um, ended up graduating from Loyola University of Chicago. I got, uh, became a CPA, working uh, big eight uh, public accounting. Uh, as you mentioned, spent uh, almost 20 years in various positions in uh, corporate America. And at the end, I decided uh, it wasn't making me happy. And that's when I made my change to real estate. So, so what, that, what brought you there? What, what brought me to, uh, to, real, to real, real estate? estate? Yeah. Over the years, I have observed how I felt in different situations. I lived in Europe. I lived in Israel. I lived uh, in many cities in the United States. And I came to realize that housing makes such a big difference in the quality of life that to me, it was just um, a normal procession that this is what I wanted to do is help people find their way to happiness. I mean, this is really what it's about. When somebody tells me uh, I want a three bedroom home, there's really a story behind that. They really want to find something deeper. And my job as a realtor is to kind of peel the layers of the onion and to find what is it something that's going to bring them happiness. And that's why I got into real estate. I love that. You know, um, I, you know, I got some information 
from you before this interview. And one of the things I had asked was something that you're really passionate about sharing with other agents. And it's right along the lines of what you just said, I believe, where you're, um, you really like to share about trying to understand what makes your clients tick and what problems they're trying to solve and just to really dig deeper into what their needs are. How has that played a part in your business? Well, I approach every single one of my clients with uh, very uniquely. And before I can even try to sell them on a particular property, whatever their needs are, I need to understand who they are deep down. If, if I don't understand that, I believe that I can't really do my job 100%. I'm, I'm going through the motion, but it's not the same. And, and I kind of pride myself on the challenge of figuring out what is it that they're really after. And sometimes my clients don't even know what they're after. They kind of know what they want, but they're not really sure. So part of this journey is to really expand and explore what goal, what problem they're trying to solve, and then through various ways, lead them to that, to, to that goal. And when I reach that goal, it's the most satisfying people, satisfying feeling. I mean, of course, we like to get paid. You know, uh, we don't do it for free, but it's that satisfaction of seeing a client that later on calls you or sees you on the street and says, Igor, we are so happy. We're so thankful for we couldn't have done it without you. And that is that means a lot to me. That's that's awesome. And I think that that's so true that. Um, but, you know, I've also noticed that some people, it comes naturally, and then some people, they kind of have to learn how to, like, for example, I'm one of those people where I'll write an email, and then I have to remember, like, oh, I should be a nice person, so I should say something nice in the first sentence, you know, like, there, we just all have our own patterns. If you were to share what you just said about kind of peeling the onion back, when you start working with someone, let's say you, you're working with someone you've not worked with in the past, what's, what are some good opening questions to start discovering who this person is. Well, and like you said, a lot of it it comes from you asking, or I should say myself asking my clients uh, a number of questions and you just continue asking the right question to understand that. So the first question would be, um, what exactly are you looking for? Let them talk about what they are. And normally the answer that I get is, well, we're looking for a three bedroom and two bath home. So if you just simply accept that answer, and you say, okay, all they need is a three-bedroom and two-bath home. Well, there's thousands of homes out there that fit that description, but they haven't found anything yet. So there's actually, there's something more beyond that layer of, of uh, peeling the layers of onions. There's something else there. So you may want to understand about their, their life. How do they entertain? How many kids do they have? What's important to them? Where are they living right now? Where did they come from? Uh, what do they want to achieve? You might ask the question, you know, if you were to describe a perfect house for you, what would that look like? If you were to describe a perfect life for you in a perfect house, what would that look like? And you just listen to them all of a sudden just get more comfortable and start talking about that experience. And you start listening for little pearls of um, little nuggets of information, and that leads you to further questions. Then once you have 
a good idea what is it that they're trying to achieve, then you can start guiding them a little bit and talking about the various areas, about the various houses, what has worked for them, what hasn't worked for them. And that's the, it's a process that takes a lot of time. So it's, well, it's really something that sets realtors apart, I feel, when it comes to the value of having someone to do that for you. You know, a lot of times uh, real estate pros are either, you know, worried about the competition or the big, what I call the big box competition, like, mm -hmm. you know, Street Easy or Zillow or those types of things. But it's like what you're talking about right now really sets a real estate agent apart. And, you know, maybe because I'm a marketing geek, but I kind of had an aha moment as you were talking. I'm thinking that's just exactly when you're selling yourself as a real estate agent, it's always like the benefit, the benefit, you know, so Correct. three bedrooms, Correct. two baths, that's the feature. So as a listing agent, you're so trained to like, don't forget to talk about the benefits, but it's really fascinating to listen on the buyer's side. It's almost like you're having to teach your own client how to talk about benefits right. versus features. Correct. And sometimes they're not aware of certain things that they have to be aware of. For example, if I'm working with a family that has little kids and they mentioned to me that there's a house that they saw that they want to take a look at that, but they don't realize that there's a huge drop off. I mean, there's a balcony and if a little kid falls off of that, it's goodbye. Mm -hmm. um, I, as a parent, I need to bring it up to their attention. Do you really want to be in the house where you have to watch your kids basically 24 hours? And if it's an older kid, that's one thing. They're like, oh, you're right. I didn't even think about that. Because, mm -hmm. you know, as a parent, and I have three kids, they're grown kids now, mm -hmm. but I'm aware of various things that a parent uh, has to be aware of. And I try to put myself in my client situation. I guess that's one thing that if I can give advice to, to the realtors out there is try to put yourself in their shoes and really approach uh, the situation uh, from, their, from their standpoint mm -hmm. and see if there are certain things that they need to be aware of as you're stepping through this process. Right. I think that's great. Well, another thing I asked you about ahead of time had to do with, you know, I mean, what I call my, or what I call your superpowers. So I believe that everyone has strengths and especially when you're achieving so much, like what, how you are, um, it really speaks to the fact that you've leaned into those and you identified one of your superpowers as being your background in education. Would you like to elaborate on that? Okay. Uh, as I mentioned to you, I've had a lot of obstacles in my life. Uh, just getting to this country, we, we don't have enough time to talk mm -hmm. about that, but that was a huge thing. And I uh, started making decisions, big decision, literally when I was 11 years old. And mm -hmm. so that prepared me, that uh, make, helps me make decisions a lot more naturally and instinctively. And so I don't really get into analysis paralysis. I'm very uh, analytical by nature, but I'm also combining it with the gut feel. And when you have that experience, it makes life is about making decisions. Uh, you come to the fork in the road and you either go this way or you go that way. And uh, it, it comes easier for me through all the decisions that I had to make in my life as a youth and growing up, getting to this country and getting to where I am right now. Mm, so when awesome. my, cl my clients come to me, um, I am much more natural in guiding them through that process. Oh, very good. That probably makes them feel at ease and 
trust you more and things like that. So that's really good. And then you also said that your reputation and also word of mouth are factors in your success. Are there habits that you feel like have kind of helped bring those to the surface? Well, being ethical, I guess it sounds like a very basic thing, but in our industry, not everybody's as ethical as we would like them to be. And I was always brought up that you always have to do the right thing. And the right thing is not always the easiest thing. Uh, Sometimes we do things that we think are in our best interest, but when you step back and you look at long-term ramifications of that, it, it's, it's not the right thing to do. And I'm a believer that you, you get up in the morning, you look at yourself in the mirror, and you have to like what you see. And, and that, that helps me quite a bit. The right thing's always the right thing, right? Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> awesome. Well, very good. And I also, I love that you're so committed to growth, even as a high-performing agent. What are a couple things that you struggle with when it comes to growing your sales? Um. Sometimes we get a little bit complacent in, in where we are and um, you, you kind of reach a certain um, level of performance and you just get very comfortable and maybe that's okay and maybe it's not okay. So everybody has to approach it a little bit differently, but you, you know, I feel that you always have to uh, strive to do something different and to almost reinvent yourself our business is changing constantly with the technology. So you have to be receptive to the changes and what's happening in our industry. Okay. Okay. Well, um, and then is there kind of looking back uh, from now to when you started, what, what is something that you would tell your rookie self? Um, the first thing that I would tell them is do not be afraid of rejection business of real estate, um, we live in the world of rejection. Uh, Most of the time you're in contact with a potential client. It doesn't quite work out, but you can't take it personally. Mm -hmm. It's it's basically, uh, you almost have to look that, you know what, one down, I'll just keep working at it until I come across the person that I want to be working with. Uh, there was, when I first started in the business, there was a book by Tommy Hopkins, who was a famous motivational speaker. Uh, many old timers might know him. Um, he, he was a proponent of door knocking. And he basically said, when you knock on the door and you get rejected, you don't look at it as I just got rejected. You look at it that I just made a hundred dollars because he mm-hmm. figured out there was a formula you have to knock on so many doors to get so many appointments. You need so many appointments to get, a, to get a listing and you need so many listings to have a sale. He figured out it comes out to about $100 a door. So mm-hmm. it's how you approach things, whether, you're, you know, is that success or is that failure? You, you have to be positive all the time. That's you know, I, I love that because I've heard the whole, you know, you have to, you have to lose so many times, you know, like it's when you're a bat or, you know, playing basketball, you need to miss so many shots before you, but I love how you put it because it's all, it attaches a value to what you just did. So you don't have to wait until you have the big success to feel the success. It's like, correct, correct. Or it attaches a value right away to that. My, my biggest motto, um, that I read every day is the following saying by uh, Dr. Peel. And it goes something like this. When God wants to give you a gift, he wraps it up in the form of a problem. Mm -hmm. 
the bigger the problem, the bigger the gift that you have coming. Oh, I love that. And if you really, if you think about that, it is, it is so important for us in the real estate business to keep in mind because, you know, if you only want to have success and you want to have success right away, it's not simple and you're going to be very disappointed. It's a, it, it, real estate is a marathon. It's not a sprint. Yeah. And if you, if you keep that in mind and if you work hard, you will get there. Well, and mindset's really all of it. Like I feel like any, any entrepreneur, any real, you know, and real estate agent, you know, I've, my husband and I, we were in real estate over 15 years. We had our own office right. and we've had multiple businesses in multiple industries. And I always say like the best training and the best practice comes from real estate. Like everything I learned, I learned in real estate. Um, right. But yeah it isn't for the faint of heart. Like you definitely have to, um, you know, it, I find that, you know, you want to stay yourself, but I think that that positive attitude creates even a better self. Like that's how I felt was like, right, right. I don't want it to change me. I don't want to like get used to it. And if I'm feeling it, like lean into it. But I, I think mindset, what you're talking about is ultimately at all of it really. Well, in real estate, we're not just selling homes. We become our clients' friends. We become part of their life. We become their psychologists and psychiatrists. We become their financial advisors in a way, even though you know, we can't give them financial advice. Not legally. You're not, not legally. legally. Yeah. <laughs> but they rely upon us for so many things. And to me, that is one of the most satisfying things of our industry because by itself, it's a very lonely business. But when you deal with clients and you help them on so many different levels beyond just getting a house, buying or selling or whatever is involved with real estate, to me, it's very satisfying. Mm, that's awesome. Well, very good. Okay. I have a segment now that I call rapid fire tool chest. So Ooh, I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to say something and then you briefly tell me your favorite person, tool, whatever's appropriate as an answer. And if you come to one and it's either like a trade secret, you don't want to tell everybody, or if you feel like, like you just don't have an answer, you can say pass. Okay. Okay. You okay. Ready? Sounds okay. good. Time blocking. Do you do it? And if so, what tool do you use? Uh, I use a planner. Um, I try to use it. I'm not always successful, but I think it's very important. Um, I try to be flexible if something comes along that needs to be addressed. To me, it takes precedence, although we've been taught that's not always the right way of doing things. So I'll leave it <laughs> awesome. at that. So when you say a planner, do you mean like, like, a, like a plan, like a paper? Like a, yeah, like a, awesome. like a plan, Franklin planner. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. We use those for years. That's awesome. Favorite technology? Um, Favorite technology is the phone, but I also contact management software is very important. I use well, that something leads me called to my next one, CRM. CRM. <laughs> I use Top Producer. Okay. Um, I've been using it since I started in the business. Um, I don't know if there's better programs out there. I think they there are some there are some ways they can improve that, but I'm very comfortable with that system and you have to use some CR, one CRM versus another, but use it. It's the one you use is always the best. <laughs> I like it. I yeah, like it. yeah, There's that's awesome. Yeah. So how about transaction management? Uh, I use a transaction coordinator. Um, mm -hmm. I figured it's, it's better for me to pay for the time to do 
some of the paperwork, uh, there's still a lot of paperwork that I have to do, but my time is better spent being in front of the client. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very good. And so one of your favorite books right now, do you, and if you don't read, then maybe television shows or some kind of, do you read? I mean, I to put you on the spot. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not I judging. Like, yeah, I I read biographies. Um, okay. So what's what's a book that you've read recently that you enjoy a lot? Uh, Think and Grow Re uh, Rich. Okay. It's, it's a timeless book. I yep. recommend it. Yeah. Very good. Very good. By so Napoleon who, Hill. Okay. Yep. That's a good one. So who has been an overall mentor to you? Ooh. Um, I have to think about this one. Uh, person in my life or from the real estate standpoint? Uh, uh, person in your life. Uh, well, without a doubt, was my mom. Okay. My mom, uh, my mom took me out of Kiev. She basically raised me by herself and she was my rock. And I have so much respect for her. And a lot of the, you know, who I am right now is because of her. Without awesome. a doubt. Oh, very good. How about real estate teacher or coach? Uh, I used to listen a lot to Brian Tracy. Okay. Back in my first three, four years, I would have his CDs. I would play it in my car. I would have his tapes. For those of you that know what tapes are, and, <laughs> um, it's, it's good. It basically gets you into the positive mode and it's, uh, it gets you ready when the opportunity presents itself. <laughs> you know, I'm going to, I'm just, I'll just say this. Um, I recently, we moved re, um, like a year ago and I found Rich Dad, Poor Dad for Kids on cassette. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. oh my goodness. <laughs> yep. yep. How about a training resource that you swear by? I can't think of a training resource right now. I mean, because okay. I've been in the business for so long. Um, I'm, I'm taking Brian Buffini mm -hmm. seminar, kind of a refresher. Perfect. I actually have, um, somebody who's joined my team as a, as a buyer's agent and I'm having them go through Brian Buffini, uh, seminar and I'm also doing it with them so I can, it's a good refresher class. Very good. Very good. Yeah. I know we've never quite arrived, huh? So, so, uh, the most underrated resource in your industry Hmm, another interesting question. Uh, the most underrated resource. Um, I think it's a planner. It's basically every day having a plan of what's going to happen that day and writing it down. Uh, I think people need to do it more. Awesome. That's a good one. Well, is there anything that I haven't asked that maybe I should have that you think that people would get uh, some value out of that you'd like to share? Um, one question would be, how did you start in real estate? What was the first thing that you started doing? What's the most important thing that you feel, um, was the result of your, you know, caused your success in real estate? Okay. Um, lay it on me. What, okay. What, what would you well, say? Obviously you? prospecting, there's no substitute for prospecting. And when I first started in the business, I decided to do geographic farming because I lived in a community, which is known as the Hollywood Riviera part of Torrance. And I had three little kids. Uh, I knew a lot of people there and I decided to do door knocking. So it's basically holding open houses every weekend and uh, doing door knocking every day. 
And it's not something that results in immediate business, but it's something that I found uh, over time was very helpful in cementing my name and me as part of the community. Igor is always going to be coming back. We're familiar with him and it helped me launch into real estate in, in a very positive way. Oh, very good. Very good. Yeah, it's not an easy task, but when you do it, it's you get a lot of value out of it. So that's yes. really good. Yes. That's really good. Well, Igor, oh, one more question. Gosh, I almost forgot it. I've never ended a podcast episode without asking this question. I used to have a marketing, a straight up marketing podcast. And even then, I always ended up with this question. I'm a huge foodie. So if I showed up on your doorstep, what would be, where would you send me to go out to eat? And what would you recommend I order? Oh, which restaurants? Yeah. Uh, well, we just came back from Benihana's today. We have some friends uh, from France. They're visiting us. And okay. Benihana's is my, my kid's favorite restaurant. So we took, we, we all went to Benihana's and had a great time. What's your favorite thing to order? Uh, what did I have today? Hibachi, scallops, and, uh, and shrimp with uh, chicken fried rice and um, mushroom soup. Awesome. That sounds delicious. Well, Igor, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Awesome. And I feel like you gave us some really good takeaways, especially when it comes to like peeling the onion. I like that. I really appreciate that you were able to give some really tactical questions to ask to start out. And, you know, a lot of times that's just what you need to open up a conversation that, you know, you, it kind of kicks in your own instincts. So I think that's really valuable. Thank you. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, and thanks to everyone who's listening. And remember, the best is yet to come.